0: Welcome to the Accidental Muralist Podcast. My name is Pam Concier. I am your host and the founder of All Hands Art and also this podcast and some other things which you can find at allhandsart.com. Today is episode 22. You can also, if you've been following along, you can think of it as season two, which is this kind of program, I guess, that I started in the fall called that I'm calling Heart School. And this is episode eight of nine modules of Heart School. Um, we've been spelling out an acronym. Um, if you're sort of a mental speller, I will you can I'll read off the words we've had so far because I have them written on my chalkboard here and maybe you can figure it out in your head. It's been a huge mystery. Agency is where we started, and then ritual. Transitions, spaciousness, creativity, home, originality, that was last time, and now we're on ordinariness. Yeah, so it's another O word this time, ordinariness, which I know is kind of a weird word, but because I'm a grammar nerd and all the other words are nouns, I needed this one to all also be a noun instead of using the word ordinary. So ordinariness is our theme for today, and as always, I have some notes that I make ahead of time, but I also um, I like to leave a little space for for whatever comes in because to me that's what art is. It's like preparation and showing up and leaving yourself open to inspiration and whatever divine creativity has for you that day. Um, So I say that because this I have some different directions that I could go. We'll see what happens. The first place, I guess, that my mind goes when I think of ordinariness, and yes, I am the one who chose this word, so you would think I have reasons for it, is I sometimes ponder the addiction in our culture, the the many, many addictions that we have, from overworking, that's a pretty big one, to overeating, to... Binge watching Netflix, or or doom scrolling on your phone, or drugs, drug overdoses, and um, of their many varieties, or alcohol, and all all the ways that we numb. We either use substances to numb ourselves, or to get high, which is kind of funny. Like those, now that I think about it, those seem like opposite goals. But um, the let's start with the high part. There's this I think what our culture one thing that capitalist culture feeds us is that is that our lives should be sort of a constant high. Everything should be awesome all the time. And if your life isn't, there's something wrong with you. And here's a product you can buy to fix that because everybody else in these commercials, their lives are amazing all the time. And so there's something wrong with you if that's not your experience. And when you think about it logically without getting sucked into that message, I think that a natural pattern for life is that you have some highs and then you have some lows and you have a lot of in-between areas that are just let's say ordinary just kind of like a regular day um so i so one thing one theme i guess for today is embracing the ordinary part of that could be and here's one direction i thought about going is embracing your story i think we also have this notion that our lives need to be extraordinary they need to be beyond ordinary they need to be incredible and we need to you know have some product or video that goes viral and we need to be a celebrity you know we love to worship celebrities in our culture and that if we're not the best or you know getting all this attention for some amazing thing we've done that there's again something wrong with us and maybe we need a pill or something to fix it. And I I would love to get more of us off that train and embracing just an ordinary life which doesn't and then and then we can go into sort of another version which doesn't mean a boring plain life. It means shifting your perspective so that Instead of looking elsewhere and out there and up there for some peak experience that you're not having, or scrolling on Instagram at everybody else's vacation that you're not having, that we could slow down and I'm going to say it again slow down and look around us and look inside of us for the things that really bring us pleasure and joy, and to embrace those. So that could be part of embracing your story. And they might be peculiar things that make you feel weird. And if that's true, that's a really good sign, because that means it might be kind of authentic instead of just jumping on the bandwagon of what you think is supposed to be cool and something to aspire to. Um, So what comes to mind right now as I'm talking about this is when I talk to my kids on the phone usually one at a time um, The updates I'm giving them are like What the neighbor cat has been doing and the funny thing that the squirrel did and oh right now There's some birds at the feeder and we're still hoping that our neighbor cat someday will let us pet her um, Because she's she likes to hang around but she doesn't want us to touch her and we love it when we go around the neighborhood and other cats will come up out and let us pet her. And so this will be kind of like the update that we give about what's going on in our life. Cause, um, that is sort of a focus of our days. Like what are the little creatures around us doing? And the trees are budding out in our yard. It's, it's spring as of this week. It's the end of March, late March. And um, you know, there's some very, very simple pleasures that are available, and they are literally right outside the door, right outside the window, and they are very ordinary, but they're also pretty awesome. So that's one way, I guess, of embracing the ordinary and making it your story. And then another, another thing. I'll just give you a little spoiler alert. I have a plan in this podcast today to play the guitar for you and sing. And this is another way that I want to make art making a daily, ordinary experience, not some special thing that you have to reserve for a time in the future someday when you have all the quote-unquote important work done which is funny because if it's such a special occasion like why do we put it in last place but it makes me think of another conversation with um, my youngest who is 23 and plays the guitar and has accompanied people on stage playing guitar and i asked them recently are you interested in singing like would you like to sing more not just accompany people. And they said, yes, but I don't want it to be a big deal. And I get that because I was the kind of kid for sure, and even into adulthood who really wanted to make art of all different kinds, but I was, the perfectionist in me was so strong and so present that I couldn't downgrade it to just an ordinary daily thing it had I had to like practice in secret and you know not show anybody because it wasn't good enough and then one time somebody did happen to see it in a class and thought it was good and then I felt like I kind of had permission and you know I, I had I was so hung up I had so many hang-ups on what about what constituted quote unquote real art and I didn't go to art school so I had baggage around that and it it was just so loaded with all these other extraneous distractions that to just like make stuff if I wasn't in the privacy of my bedroom with the door closed to just make stuff in front of people just because I enjoyed it that wasn't even a thing that I could do maybe with my family when i was very young but i sort of grew into this place where art making became super loaded with expectations and and honestly it wasn't something i did for fun it was like something i wanted to do and just beat myself up because i wasn't good enough and couldn't do it and you know i just had this all these stories around it so another goal of this module on ordinariness is for all of us to bring art making into the everyday ordinary realm and not relegate it to like a special occasion and that is also a bit of a paradox because when you do bring art into your everyday life even if it's five minutes a day five minutes every few days Things start to change, and your that quality and the texture of your life does begin to be more extraordinary. And so it's a little bit, yeah, of a paradox. So um, I guess that's one thing that I enjoy as I'm growing older is like everything is complicated, everything is contradictory, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna live with it. Um, So without further ado, I do have my guitar out here. Um, I usually practice at night, and this is, it's not lunchtime yet. It's morning, and my fingers are not warmed up. My guitar's not warmed up. But for the purpose of making this, bringing music and art into the ordinary and not, like, waiting till I'm on stage someday after I've practiced a ton, I'm just going to tune it up and play a little bit. To call that good. So I've been learning flamenco guitar. You've heard me talk about flamenco. Um, flam- the world of flamenco is vast. I started with dancing because that's something that I have pretty much always done my whole life and then I started singing and then very recently in January I started um, taking flamenco guitar lessons and I have a little bit of guitar experience hundred percent playing for children age six and under and elementary kids of all ages at assemblies as a teacher and so now I'm starting to be braver and play in front of adults like probably you. there that wasn't I I feel the need to already explain myself I'm not I'm not going to (laughs) I felt the need I was a little nervous I will admit playing that I had some adrenaline running through my veins and I have the need to explain like well I messed up a little bit here and there but I'm not going to because the point is to make it less of a big deal so that was my modeling to you how um, it's okay, It's here's some things that are okay about what I just did. It's okay that I'm not the best guitar player in the world and it's okay that I don't have the most amazing singing voice in the universe. It's also okay if you were made kind of uncomfortable or kind of embarrassed by me playing <laughs> because that's probably true for some people because we're not used to witnessing you know, beginner level stuff of playing for each other. That's something that we usually hide, but it's okay. We can make this something that we do with each other and for each other and in front of each other and because of each other. Here's a quote that I heard, a proverb, that says something like, therapy, tends to treat my condition. Art treats the human condition. And I was thinking about that kind of in my meditation this morning because we have a flamenco show coming up next month and I've been kind of nervous about it because I'm doing a dance with two other dancers. So it's not a solo, but it's like in a performance it's the closest I've come to doing a solo because there's only going to be three of us And it's a long piece and it's slow and uh, slow meaning like really slow. So you have to, you know, I'm afraid I could be shaking and wobbling. And, um, it's kind of dramatic. And, and so I've had some nerviness around it, thinking about and preparing for it. And this morning I was trying to shift into a space of thinking of it as I don't want to say my gift as though, you know, I'm giving this grand gesture to the world, but if I believe that statement that I just said, where therapy tends to treat my condition and art treats the human condition, I can take a little bit of the pressure off of like my strivingness about wanting to do it right and not mess up and all that and just think of it as like Here I am sort of, I'll be modeling to people how to be brave and offering something that could be healing to the people watching. And that changes the quality of of how I prepare. It actually kind of is making my voice choke up for some reason right now. Yeah, so, ordinariness. I was wondering, I had some questions that I wrote down. I'm flipping through because I have notes about this in different parts of my notebook. Because every few days when I get, I have an ongoing journal that I write down ideas for kind of business-related things, which business for me is art. So um, ideas for my podcasts or blogs. And one of the pages, if I can find it, I came across this idea recently of the biggest small thing, or I think you could also say, what is your smallest big thing? And what I mean by that, um, I wrote a piece, it's been a couple years now, when I was just starting to sing with this flamenco group in a class for singing. And we were in a room, we would meet in this, it happened to be an art studio, somebody else's art studio, there were probably ten of us in the room, and like I said, my experience with singing and guitar prior to a couple of years ago was almost a hundred percent. Well, singing in church growing up, with you know a hundred people, and singing for and with children, because I was a kindergarten teacher for a long time, and even before that, I learned how to play guitar really when I was for a summer the music teacher and speech and language teacher at this preschool. So I my performance, quote unquote, experience singing and playing guitar was 100% with small children and so much so that I didn't even consider, you know, that like that didn't really count. And I wrote a piece a couple years ago that I'll link in the notes about the the thrill, like thrill doesn't even capture it. The experience of singing by myself for the first time in front of these 10 people (laughs) in a room where, you know, like there was nobody else around. We were in this kind of warehousey building almost at night. Like there were those 10 people and that is it, but it felt so brave that I was kind of, it was a peak experience for me. Like I was flying high when I got home. I had to tell Mark all about it. It was like, I still kind of had the adrenaline pumping through my veins an hour or two later. And I sang probably for no longer than one minute. And you know, it was, it was okay. It was neither great nor horrible. It was, it was just my effort. Um, My voice was probably a little shaky, but the, the bravery that it took to do that was the thing that caused that high, and it was such a small thing. So back to my question for you to think about what is your biggest small thing? Because I think it would be pretty cool if we lived in a world where instead of going for the viral this and the enormous that, if each of us focused on creative courage and doing the thing that makes us feel alive because it's scary slash exciting thrilling slash feels dangerous but in an ex- in a healthy way um, just think of what could change because it doesn't have to be the grand gesture and the enormous expensive whatever it can be something really small and another example that comes to mind is The very first time that I brought something I had made, it was a wire earring holder that I had shaped into a head and it had like curly wire hair and it was a a jewelry holder, like an earring holder. You could hook earrings on the little curls and the hair and stuff, kind of hard to picture, but I thought they were pretty cool. I think I had made three of them. And I brought them to this place called Collage Gallery in San Francisco that I liked that took local art on consignment and it was a kind of funky cool shop that I liked browsing in and getting ideas and so I took it there and I was really nervous because here I'm for the first time I'm having the audacity to ask somebody at a shop if this thing that I made was something they would be interested in trying to sell at their shop and they said yes. So that was pretty exciting. Um, And I remember that being kind of a peak experience because it was my first time I hadn't done anything quite like that before and it felt very brave. Now the other side of the story is that none of them sold, so a few months later they called me and was like, unfortunately they didn't sell so you can come pick them up. So you know, it didn't have the great happy ending, but that didn't really matter because I had been brave. And the thing about courage, just like creativity, is it's a muscle and the more often you use it, the stronger it gets. In fact, literally, the word courage comes from the French, probably the Latin word "cur" which means heart. And we know that the heart is a muscle. So the more we take these small, brave steps, the more we're doing things that we previously thought we could never do. And it does not take performing at Carnegie Hall to have a satisfying, creative life. And also what feels super brave to you might seem like no big deal at all to your friend and that's that's why we can each um, decide for ourselves what bravery looks like. That's the kind of story that I, I'd like us to embrace because I know we're always comparing ourselves with each other and here's another little quote you can keep in mind, comparison is the thief of joy. I find that to be true. and. And so in this case, what, what is a really big deal and a very brave move for you um, might not be the same for other people. There were other people in that room in the singing class who had been singing in front of people since they were probably in junior high school. And for them, it was no big deal. So they might not you know, really kind of grasp how, what an experience it was for me, but that doesn't matter. You know, this is my story, they have their story, and they have other things that would be like their creative edge or their peak experience. And just to clarify, I'm not saying that every day you need to be having these incredible creative highs, but I would say if you're never having this experience of like the just the adrenaline rush of having done something really brave, maybe, maybe it's time to start. Um, I think there's value in those highs balanced off with the lows that we all inevitably find ourselves in often, you know, because we're not doing creative things. And yet, being able to embrace the low points as this is also normal is another way to make our lives healthier. There's a lot of richness down there too. Another thing that... The word ordinary or ordinariness makes me think of as, and I might be getting a little scattered in this topic, but hopefully you're hanging with me. I have come to believe in my 57th year circling the sun that our main one and only job here on the planet is to get to know ourselves because it's really only by understanding ourselves that we can figure out what it is that we are here to do creatively and how we can make an impact on the world. Otherwise, we're just sort of following other people. And that can only take you so far until you realize that you're a grown-up and you have to figure out your own path. So the biggest small thing is one, one assignment that I want to give you. Just it, Maybe you've had several of them, or maybe you have something in mind that you've been wanting to try, but either it seems so silly because it's so small that you don't want to admit to anyone what a big deal it is to you, and so I'm giving you permission to go try that thing. Or maybe you might just take a few minutes to reflect on some of those moments in your own life, that have been really big even though they were also very small. And then another question I wrote down and circled in my notebook is what is your daily practice? Because we're all practicing something and if there are other people around watching we're all we're always teaching so remember the heart courage is a muscle whatever we practice gets stronger so if you're practicing not taking time for creative things, then you get really good at not doing that. If you practice just doing a little bit of playing the piano every day, guess what? That gets better too. Your life is a collection of the ordinary things you choose to do every day, so a little consciousness applied to what those things are can go a long way. And in order to embrace these practices into our daily life and make them become a, an ordinary part of our life, I think it's really important to embrace the imperfection. I mentioned my perfectionist tendencies. I consider myself a recovering perfectionist. And I recently, um, just to twist the language a little bit, came across a phrase of becoming a dedicated imperfectionist so not only am I recovering from perfectionism I am I am aspiring to be an imperfectionist and it's caused me now where I you know I I have created this life for myself now through a thousand hundred thousand small steps that seemed insignificant but were huge for me. Um, To where most of my life now consists of making art, which could be visual art, it could be writing, making this podcast, dancing, singing, playing guitar. So that's a lot of how I spend my days. And now I'm starting to think anytime I go into a creative space, which is usually several times a day, I'm starting to picture that there's like a sign over that space that says something like the imperfectionist's zone or, you know, imperfectionist studio because I need that constant reminder to relax and it is okay. I'm not going to be kicked out of the group. If I mess up, I'm not going to be ridiculed and scorned. And, you know, if I were, it would probably be on social media or something, which actually has not happened to me, but I know that's a thing. and. You know that's what it is and I don't need to pay attention to that but I need the constant reminders like it is okay to not be perfect it is okay to go out and try your best and be a beginner and how would you if you're a beginner like how would you know how to do everything there's no way so I I need those constant reminders so if it helps you feel free to imagine over any space where you are trying to create something or do something that falls in the realm of creativity. Think of it as a space for imperfectionists. So let's embrace our ordinariness which means finding beauty in small slow places in the daily practice in the leaves changing on the trees in the antics of the squirrels in the way that we messed up that step but this time we didn't beat ourselves up and shame ourselves we just kind of laughed and said you know what i'm going to try it again and it will eventually come because those are really i think where our lives can improve and And have ripple effects outward because if we are brave with our creativity Other people see that and it gives them permission to be brave with their creativity and that's the world I want to live in is where humans are being creatively courageous and not getting it perfect, but We are accepting each other, we are accepting ourselves, and we're blundering forward trying to make something beautiful together. So join me in that vision. Thank you for listening. If you are not subscribed to my email list, why not? You should totally go do that. Go to allhandsart.com. If you scroll down just a tiny bit, there's going to be a place to subscribe. And also check out my website. I've been kind of working on it, updating the, the homepage and, and kind of shifting some things around, rewriting some things that felt a little bit stale. I will link to Heart School. So if you're just coming in, you can kind of see what we've been doing this since August. And it's never too late to join. You're always welcome. There is no um, application, no fee. But if you're interested and if you appreciate what you hear here, there is a link to buy me a coffee. You can, you know, give me a little $4 tip or like a monthly thing if you if you like what I do. But I decided that I don't want to have anything behind a paywall. I, right now, I, I don't want to have like certain things that are for paid subscribers and other things for regular people because I'm kind of my main goal right now is just open access. So you are welcome to poke around, read some old blog posts. There's lots of podcast episodes to listen to. And I hope that it all works to uh, get you doing more art. Cause that's, that's my whole point. My business name is called all hands art for a reason because my biggest pet peeve is the way that art has been sort of co-opted by white supremacist capitalist culture to be like this exclusive thing that only certain really magical anointed people are allowed to do and the rest of us schmucks have to just bumble along feeling bad about ourselves and that is not true. So everything I do is aimed at encouraging and supporting you in tapping into your own creative courage. That is my new tagline because it feels the most resonant with what I am trying to do in this work is help more people tap into their own creative courage and make the world a beautiful place. So thank you again and I will see you next time.